Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talked to Timmy Brando last hour about the maybe a relevancy crisis in college football outside of the South. Of course, also talked to him about LSU's spot inside the top 10 and their big matchup against Texas. You can find that on the podcast. And our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll is piggybacking off of Tim's comments and really advocacy he's had on social media over the last couple of months. Heck, the last couple of years, Tim Brando says college football is suffering from a relevancy crisis outside the South. Is he right? That's the question we pose to you at WWL.com and the Radio.com app. You can vote at WWL.com. And right now, still 76% of the vote agreeing with Tim Brando, agreeing with me. Yes, it is facing a crisis. We'll get back to that a little bit. Christian Garrick and I just made a little friendly wager on Twitter about Austin Carr's status on or off the final 53-man roster. I say yes after what Drew Brees said today. Christian says no. We bet a Magnum energy drink on it. I don't think Christian's going to get a Magnum energy drink. If he was telling me the other day, he can't handle one. <laughs> I get that. It's my one vice. Well, one of my couple of vices, anyways. Uh, Steve Court and I need those. When we wake up at 8 a.m. in the morning, we'll do a show at 8 in the morning on game days. Yeah, I'm waking up with a Magnum Red Bull. That's probably not good for my health. <laughs> we got this hour we're gonna talk baker mayfield who apologized to daniel jones apparently he called daniel jones about that we got sports libs moment is in from drew Brees on austin Carr a little bit later but first as we do every wednesday let's bring on in ben mintz host of mixing it up with mintz in shreveport bozier on 107 uh, excuse me 100.7 fm the ticket up there and of course on twitter at ben mintz 531 ben what's going on man oh man always glad to come on wwl seth appreciate you having me and uh you know, I'm certainly no Tim Brando, but, you know, the street, I guess we're having a little Shreveport radio hour. That's right. That's that true. That is true. I didn't, but yeah, you're right. I didn't put that together until just now, but you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Hey, by the way, I'm sure as a professional poker player that you have had your share of energy drinks on the table. Is that right? Are you, you digging my Magnum oh, yeah. Energy Bull drink? Yeah, I am. I, I'm always like an iced coffee guy, especially when it's hot outside. You know, that's my big thing. But I drink sugar-free Red Bulls as well. But, yeah, I like that. Christian Garrick always seems like he's got a lot of energy already. He probably doesn't need it. That's it, right? Christian doesn't have the energy or has the energy already. Maybe I don't or something. I don't know. Maybe it's the time of night that I'm doing the show. But no, you're just, you're just trained because you're doing that 8 to 11. You know, you know, you get the freaks come out at night and all the radio going. So that, that 8 a.m. comes real early. And, uh, you know, I got to say, anybody that does the morning radio are better people than me because uh, that's, that's not for me. Isn't sure. that odd? I have worked most of my professional career post-college late afternoons or nights especially when i was doing play-by-play full-time because look all those games were at night i cannot it would be really hard for me i could do it but it would be really hard ben for me to transition to like a morning drive show yeah no i believe it man i did some morning radio when i started a couple years ago over at monroe and uh you know there's definitely a couple times i missed the alarm clock and panic and you, you can use your imagination we, we got a lot of <laughs> listeners by the way on our show up in shreveport bozier and i know uh, that you, you've got your show through football season now that's right big news on the show yeah, man, uh, it's just exciting times up here. Uh, Josh Booty and I 
became really good friends uh, in the last couple of years. And, you know, he's an all-time Shreveport legend. Uh, Evangel High School kind of set the bar with, you know, passing offense and won 16 state championships. And he was a huge part of that. And uh, him and his family are, you know, obviously Abram and the whole rest of them are legends up here. And we're going to do a show four to six every Wednesday on the ticket. And, you know, just to be transparent, I mean, just it's an honor to work with him. I, I grew up going to his games and, he has a network and contacts that uh, I couldn't even dream of. So I'm, I'm so excited about it. And, you know, it's cool that he thinks that highly of me, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Ben, you're outside of the, at least right in the heart of SEC country. I know a lot of LSU fans uh, up there, a lot of Arkansas fans your way too. Um, uh, do you feel that college football maybe is losing its grip a little bit on the rest of the country outside of the South here? I do, and I'll be transparent, too. And I think it's a little bit of my bitterness. Like, I'm a proud old Miss alumni, even though I live in Louisiana. And I think I'm bitter because of all the NCAA stuff Ole Miss went through. But, like, this year, when I look at college football, I'm so glad LSU is exciting with Joe Burrow and Joe Brady and the defense. Because if LSU wasn't exciting and poised for a big season, I'd be a little bored with it. I'll be honest. But LSU, you know, being a top-10 team preseason and that kind of enthusiasm, you know, that obviously carries it to sports radio in Louisiana. But as far as around the country, you know, I think a big part of it too, Seth, people love fantasy football. And, you know, you look at NFL, and there's so many people in college just watch their favorite team. They don't have any reason to watch mm-hmm. other games. And what fantasy football does for NFL, people watch every game. They're engaged and that kind of stuff. And I think that might be part of it, too, in a weird way. Yeah, and that's how I was when I was outside of for a few years, uh, you know, big college football market doing sports uh, every day. It's it's interesting. And I was talking to, to Tim Brando about this. If you go, and you don't have to go far. I mean, you can go up to the, the north part of the state, really. And certainly once you get a little further north or maybe west past Dallas, man, people just aren't talking about it right now. And even if you get you know, to the heart of the season, they're not. Well, I think you know what it reminds me of a little bit? A couple of years ago in the NBA, when it was like a foregone conclusion, Golden State was going to win every year and there wasn't a lot of drama. It kind of bored people with the NBA a little bit. And college football with the Bama nauseating thing and what Clemson has done, it's like there's a sense of finality already to it. And, you know, there's not as much drama because these teams have been so dominant they've kind of just like beaten the will out of everybody, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, it does make sense. We're talking to Ben Mintz at BenMintz531 on Twitter. Cover a lot of Saints. Cover a lot of Cowboys up in your neck of the woods, oh, Ben. Yeah. And talk with that with these contracts ooh, right now. Yes. Ezekiel Elliott squarely in the crosshairs of Jerry Jones and vice versa. This is getting a little ugly, Ben. It, it, it is. And, you know, what's interesting to me about it is Dak's in the final year of his four-year rookie contract. Amari Cooper, they pick up his fifth-year option, his first-round pick. Zeke's only in his fourth year, and they have a fifth-year option. And I think Zeke almost like kind of pulling a power play, trying to jump ahead of them in line to get his contract, which is kind of interesting for team chemistry. But then the other side of it that I just being discussed up here lately is this could be all a big bluff by Zeke to just not have to do preseason. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I, that's what I'm raising it as. I mean, he's in Cabo. I understand he's working out in Cabo, but it's still Cabo. I mean, it does seem like you just, well, I'm to the point in my career I don't need training camp, so I'm going to do this. Maybe kind of what Antonio Brown, I think, is doing in Oakland a little bit, although he seems like he has a legitimate foot issue there. No, and look, here's the thing, man. NFL season, I mean, we're talking about 17 weeks, over four months. It's hard to stay healthy week to week. And obviously, I'm not a football player, but I get people wanting to be careful about preseason. I mean, there's so much risk uh, in pro football. But the Dallas thing's fascinating. You know, Jalen Smith. Just signing a five-year, $65 million deal, getting $34.5 million guaranteed. There's a, it's kind of similar to the Saints because the Cowboys have done really well through Stephen Jones in the draft last year. 
And when you draft well and you develop your guys, well, then there's a lot of guys around the block trying to get paid. And there's not money for everybody. And the Saints are going through the same thing, having to lock up all these draft picks that Jeff Ireland helped scout the last few years. And so that's what's so fascinating about Dallas is, you know, who ultimately gets let go. Uh, yeah, who? And how are they going to compete in this NFC when you don't have Zeke in camp? Um, you lost some talent, especially on defense, and the NFC is going to be better top to bottom. I mean, Jason Garrett, I think they did not renew him, right? They didn't extend him, so he's in the final yeah, year no, of his no, contract? This is the last year. This is the last year of Jason Garrett. So the Cowboys things that are interesting, I'll make it pretty concise. First of all, a lot of the Cowboys fans up here hated Scott Linehan, the offensive coordinator. They canned him. Kellen Moore, former backup quarterback, Boise State guy under Chris Peterson, new offensive coordinator in his early 30s. And so I'm kind of curious to see what the difference will be between him and Linehan. And when, when you look at the Cowboys thing, I mean, this is a loaded team, Seth, because they hadn't had a defense like this in forever. I mean, you look at Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch, you know, Rod Marinelli, always mm. developing talent in the defensive line, underrated secondary play. Byron Jones grading out as one of the top corners in pro football. Love a woozy. Uh, he, he's, he's had a great career so far his first few years. So the defense is better than it's been in, I mean, 15, 20 years. you got a great offensive line. You're getting Travis Frederick back from the autoimmune disease. you got Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. You know, they, they, they feel like they're kind of primed, you know, for, I don't want to say a Super Bowl run, but they're really built up this year. They still got Dak on the rookie contract. But, you know, when you start having all these contract issues, Dak and Amari and Zeke, you got to wonder how that factors in in the locker room. And, Seth, we got to be realistic. It's always a zoo in Dallas. That's why they're America's team. <laughs> it is. It is always a zoo. <laughs> no doubt about it. They are at least entertaining to pay attention to. I think everybody would kind of admit that, uh, especially off the field stuff the last few years. Uh, ben Mintz. Yeah, no, it's. Go ahead, Ben. Oh, yeah, no, you're totally right. The thing is, they're 18-1 to win the Super Bowl. Man, they were 3-5 and five last year after they lost at home to the Titans on Monday Night Football. They end up going 7-1 and one in the last eight and win the playoff game. I mean, they got a lot of momentum, man. You know, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty impressed with what they got. It's a two-horse race with them and the Eagles in the NFC East. There's a lot of reason for enthusiasm, but, man, you know how this day and age is. I mean, that's a lot of distractions with the contracts and money. Yeah, it is. Uh, ben Mintz again, at Ben Mintz 531. Uh, ben has an incredible new Twitter account. Am I spoiling it if I if yes. I talk no, about this? It. Okay. I need to build this. Bring okay. it, bring it. Bring All right. Uh, well, look, you could explain it way better than I, but as, as you probably have heard on the segments that you've done here, he sounds a lot like one certain NFL quarterback who won the MVP last year, Pat Mahomes. And you kind of hit the lottery, Ben, and you're capitalizing on that with a not – Patrick Mahomes at not Patrick Mahomes Twitter account. That's exactly what's happening. It's at Mahomes not on Twitter. And my plan on it is Pat Mahomes and me somehow, you know, there's what are they like? I mean, I don't even know how many billion of people in the whole world. And the only person that has my voice won the NFL MVP. I mean, it literally it's hitting the lottery and Patrick Mahomes is from Tyler, Texas, about two hours from here from Shreveport. And so I've decided that I have to, you know, you got to go with what you got in life. And uh, this is, I've been given a gift here, and so what I'm going to do with this Twitter account, you're going to see a lot of interviews and funny videos, but I'm going to say stuff that Mahomes never would say. But, like, I'm not going to push it too, too far because I want him to like the account when he sees it because he's all over Twitter. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And uh, so far, like I saw, I had a picture of Andy, a guy who looked like Andy Reid playing poker the other night, uh, posted, like, great to see Coach Reid in the casino. <laughs> and then my other one, you know, the other one was uh, people talking about my regression in fantasy football. They see my arm and our weapons. 
Has everybody lost their minds? It's going to be stuff like that. I, I don't know. We, we got to pull our audience here. Should we have Ben on, like maybe doing some mock pressers on Mondays or Tuesdays after they play something like that? Ben, would you be down for that if we line that oh, up? I'm down for anything. And I also <laughs> booked my trip. So my friends that run the Run Good Poker Series have a Kansas City event in early December. I booked my flight today. I'm going to see Raiders Chiefs December 1. And I'm going to do everything I can to get on all Kansas City Sports Radio with my gimmick. You've you got to do that. you got to get a press pass maybe to that game, too. Get in that press conference and see. Uh, ask it. I would love to see you asking Pat Mahomes a question and then hearing his response. This here he is a reaction to like, oh, really? This guy sounds a lot like me. Uh, kind of yeah, yeah, I had like a dream one night where I play World Series of Poker stuff. And obviously, you know, that's nothing compared to Mahomes being an NFL MVP. But I had a dream where he was talking poker and I was talking NFL and nobody could tell the difference. And so that's kind of like my manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, ben Mintz, host of Mixing It Up with Mintz in Shreveport, Bossier, 100.7 FM, the ticket again at Ben Mintz 531. And at, it's at not Mahomes. Is that right? At Mahomes not. Yeah, at Mahomes not. It. It's not. It's not Patrick Mahomes. And I have one other thing I wanted to mention while I was on here because all the LSU fans and New Orleans fans of him. So, Seth, you know, we're talking about all these sleepers in the NFL. This Andrew Luck situation in Indy feels real, real weird to me with his injury history. And I'm kind of thinking about jumping on the Jacksonville Jaguars a little bit. They're 5-1 to one to win the AFC South. And my question to all our New Orleans people, is Leonard Fournette going to – I'm going to say this in a positive way. Can he play 16 games really, really hard and show what everybody – what he's about? Because I think Jacksonville, you know, if there's trouble in Indy with Andrew Luck and uh, Houston kind of beat a cream puff four schedule and has a bad O-line, you know, Jacksonville almost made the Super Bowl two years ago with Blake Bortles. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think they might be, you know, they play the last place schedule, which means Raiders and Bengals and Jets kind of start to think they're a little bit of a sleeper. Uh, in the NFL, but I think Fournette got to got to be reliable. That does smell it. like three wins there against those teams you just mentioned. And I just talked to Jacksonville beat reporter John Reed uh, yesterday on the show, and he thinks that Nick Foles could be the answer there too. I'm kind of buying it also. And look, I'm the guy who basically at old takes exposed myself, said, "Hey, I'm going on record saying Austin Carr squarely on the roster." So I'm into bold predictions today, Ben. Well, yeah, no, look, you got to be bold. Fortune favors the bold, as our old friend T. Bob Abear always says. And the, the Jacksonville thing is interesting, though, because you got to think about, like, a locker room with Jalen Ramsey and all the talent on defense. You know, I know Bortles, Bortles is the worst quarterback in the NFL, but when you go from 32nd, like, let's say Nick Foles is slightly below average. He's, like, the 20th or 25th best quarterback in the NFL. That's a lot better than the worst in the league. And when you're looking in the locker room at a dude that's won the Super Bowl, you believe. And mm -hmm. if they could somehow get in the playoffs, you know, I mean, I don't know. I know it seems like a long shot in reach, but – uh, this Andrew Luck thing really concerns me, man. With his injury history, it just seems really weird. And I think that AFC South may be a little more open than people are giving it credit. Well, the Andrew Luck stuff, I agree with you. I was talking to Joel Erickson, used to work for The Advocate here, now covers the Colts for the Indy Star, and he told me there's just no idea what's going on with his calf. That he should be ready for week one, but nobody really knows. So, yeah. Look, Jaguars, yeah, so I'm with you. I, yeah, well, I just think it opens it up a little bit. And, like, the Houston thing, every year in the NFL, so much of it's about your schedule because the edges are so small. But Houston beat a cream puff war of a schedule last year. They started 0 and 3, went to 9 and 3. They played. They were 4 and 12 the year before because Watson tore his ACL and they had Tom Savage out there. And I mean, I do think they've got a good overall team. But their offensive line's weak. I, you know, I don't. I don't think they're invulnerable. And so if something's going on with Luck, I don't know. The Jacksonville thing was Bears monitoring. Uh, Jacksonville hired John DeFilippo, who was the quarterbacks coach for Philadelphia when the Super, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago. But then he got fired by Minnesota 
mid to late season last year because they didn't run the ball enough. And if Jacksonville's going to win, they need to give it to Fournette, do play action, play defense. So, LSU fans we'll liking that, Ben. Give it to Fournette. Give it to Fournette. Another 1,000-yard yeah, well, season like they had a couple they, years ago. They're, they're saying Fournette's catching balls out of the backfield in this offense, which obviously LSU never threw to the running backs. So, you know, that would be an added element. But I'm kind of starting to look at them as a sleeper because you look like the NFC is just so deep. I mean, you got eight to ten teams you can like, but the AFC, you know, there's only three or four really good teams, so it's more wide open than people think. Ben, always appreciate the conversations, buds. I might talk to you on your show later, but we'll do it again uh, oh, next man. week here. Any anytime, man. Thank you for having me on WWL. Appreciate it. All right. All great no, I appreciate you. Thanks so much, Ben. At Ben Mintz five three one on Twitter, give him a follow there. Always fun. Uh, our, again, a blur under gumbo opinion poll. Is college football suffering from a relevancy crisis outside the South? I'd love to get your votes on that at WWL.com. Um, you heard Christian Garrick during that last commercial break telling you about this competitive eating event that we've got. Big competition happening here in New Orleans on Sunday. We're broadcasting live from it. Yep, it's the Fat Boys Pizza Eating Contest. You can join Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick for a special edition of Sports Talk Live from Fat Boys Pizza in Metairie on Metairie Road, Sunday, noon to 2. World champion competitive eater Joey Chestnut. Yeah, that Joey Chestnut. Going to face off with major league eaters and local celebs. The contest is to eat as many two-foot slices of pizza as you can in 10 minutes. I'll try to set a world record there. Don't miss it. Full day of family fun with live music, face painting, snowballs, adult beverages. Yes, you can get those too. Fat Boys Pizza Eating Championship featuring the Cajun Cannon and Christian broadcasting live from Fat Boys Pizza in Metairie Sunday, noon to 2, right here on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.